Welcome to the Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 45 for subscribers of News of the Day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Our top story. Let me guess, Binkley. Let me guess. Domestic terrorists? Domestic terrorists. They have been showing us that the real threat in America is domestic terrorism. And that theme continues in the news today. So we had the guy who tried, who threatened to blow up the Library of Congress but had no explosives. And we had the guy who threw the Molotov cocktail at an empty Democrat building in the middle of the night. And now we have a guy who was illegally parked outside of the Supreme Court. Here's the story. The United States Capitol Police, who have been on fire arresting these guys lately, I, I, I might say, they arrested a man after he illegally parked in front of the Supreme Court and refused to leave. This is yesterday. The man who was identified as 55-year-old Dale Paul Melvin. Middle name. He had a middle name. You know that is the sign of a white nationalist. Right. Do you remember what the guy's <laughs> name was who went to the Library of Congress? His name yeah. was... Floyd Ray Roseberry. Floyd Ray Roseberry. And now we have this. This guy has three first names, by the way. Dale. <laughs> Paul Melvin. Yeah. So he was arrested for failure to obey and assault on a police officer. So early yesterday morning, the Capitol Police, they saw him illegally parked his Chevy Tahoe in front of the Supreme Court. And they say he appeared frustrated. So they tried to talk to him. And he said to the cops, he said, time for talking is done. So the cops cleared the area and then they tried to bring in a crisis negotiator to get him to come out of the car and he wouldn't come out of the car. So what they did then is they brought in a SWAT team, they threw a flashbang at his car and then they pulled him out of his car and arrested him. I think they're leaving a lot of details out of this because it seems like he was illegally parked and he they said he had no <laughs> weapons in the car. So, so they oh got SWAT God. team to flashbang him and they actually sent out an alert to Congress telling them that they were going to hear a loud noise. They said the U USCP is preparing to disrupt a suspicious vehicle in front of the U.S. Supreme Court building. A loud bang may be heard in the area. There is no cause for alarm and no action needs to be taken by congressional staff. That seems a little bit weird for something where they're kind of vaguely saying the guy was basically doing nothing. So a <laughs> couple things about this guy. His Facebook page is still up. I've noticed this. You can find out information about these guys, whereas people who they, you know, maybe shoot shoot up a school, they get rid of. They wipe their they wipe their Facebook page. You find no info. They leave this guy's Facebook page up as of now anyway. So you can see how much he loves Trump. You can see how much he hates Hillary. You can see how much he hates Obama. Very clearly, this is a MAGA terrorist. And I find that interesting that they allow that information to be so easily surfaced. So a couple of things. First of all, it sounds like Cool Hand Luke, like he broke a parking meter and it went south from there. Also, how close can you really get to the Supreme Court building? That seems like something... I mean, that's yeah. What is illegally parked? They're so vague in their description. I tried to find more info on it, but there's just not much out there. And... The fact that they flashbanged him with SWAT, it just, oh, the guy had been there before in August or something. He had driven up there before. So they were familiar with this guy, but he lives in Michigan. So it's a nine hour drive. This guy's driving nine hours back and forth to the Supreme Court to just kind of park illegally and, and stew, you know, get mad. It's just a weird thing going on. Yeah, I'm not sure there's on. parking anywhere near the Supreme Court building. I mean, there's a road there. I'm looking at the images. I'm just trying to remember being in D.C. like it's all kind of. It's it's very 
tourist controlled and i just it seems really weird to me really yeah so that continues this pattern of making it seem as though these trump trump like white nationalists are the main threat in america the domestic threat and i had mentioned last week that i think they're trying to internationalize this threat to make the trump like figure be the international threat to nazi like threat to the world and i have a story that speaks to that i i did bring a story like that Last year, I don't want to steal your thunder, but I was marveling at these articles out of Europe, I think France and Germany, saying that we were importing our our stuff to them, our our white nationalism, our and and my answer to that was our definitions of liberal and conservative conservative means you don't want to change that's the political meaning of conservative in england a conservative was a monarchist for us the conservatives were people who liked the constitution which are really classical liberals by the way which would now be traditional conservatives or libertarians so those words mean different things but for us i i said since the beginning of the trump era they were trying to bring the right the the European definition of the right here, it, the right in Europe was a nationalist movement. For us, the right is just the conservative, which is just constitutionalist, which is the really the opposite of nationalist. It has nothing to do with identity. Well, that's why they've created this new profile of what the right is and what far right terrorism is. And it includes this anti-vax sentiment, these people who are protesting the mandates. And this shows up in this story, which is which is actually out of France. So there's a woman who kidnapped her daughter. Her name is Lola Montgomery. I probably said that wrong. It's a <laughs> French name, so my apologies. She lost custody of her daughter, and ultimately what happened was members of a pro-QAnon telegram group that she's part of that was clearly infiltrated by the anti-terrorism investigator, investigative unit that is in France, People in this group arranged an operation where they kidnapped her daughter from her mom, the the girl's grandma, who had been given custody. And the article says this, it explains it like this. The kidnapping of the little girl from her grandmother's home marked what is believed to be the first time that conspiracy theorists in Europe have committed a crime linked to QAnon-style web of false beliefs that sent hundreds of to storm the U.S. Capitol on January 6th. It shows how what was once strictly a U.S. movement has metastasized around the world with Europe, the European Umbrella Policing Agency, adding QAnon to its list of threats in June. And QAnon influence has now been tracked to 85 countries and its beliefs have been adopted to local context and languages from Hindu to Hebrew. And the funny thing is, it was so... U.S. centered. QAnon was supposedly an inside guy here. All that stuff was very U.S. centered. But if people remember, I guess they have to be a little older. Maria Le Pen, her father and that whole party was, I believe, really popular or at least made national news like I think in the 80s and I remember thinking wow they're nationalists yikes like they have got some nerve and I would look to they would be described as conservatives and the right and everything and I would look thinking that I would find people who were promoting liberty but they weren't they were promoting like secured borders and lack of immigration they were that's what they were talking about and that's when I started to realize that there wasn't it, it, those terms are not ideological and over there, they mean 
what I think they've imported it to us. And now they're acting like we imported it to them because they're taking the symbols over there. But it's 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 a hundred percent yeah. When I used to yes. talk about Trump, I was like, they are creating, they are they have this is how I used to say it. They have brought Trump at last, not in a good way, but at last brought identity politics to the right. The right rejected it on fundamental liberty and ideology. And now they fold liberty into it so that liberty is somehow uh, selfish and hateful and liberty and homesteading and independence and autonomy. They're all getting put in that basket of deplorables, as we've seen from the horse's mouth herself on that CFR chick telling journalists to behind every canned tomato is a white nationalist. Is a white nationalist, right. And they give a description of what this woman believes in just to really solidify what that profile of this worldwide white nationalist, Trumpian type QAnon threat is. Here's what she believed in. She expressed anti-vaccine rhetoric. She believed 5G towers were concealing population control devices, that Bill Gates was plotting to spread the coronavirus, and governments everywhere were tracking children either to molest them or to extract an essence for eternal youth. Adrenochrome. Adrenochrome. So, (laughs) just, they really want to turn QAnon into the worldwide Nazis. It's really This is what I said on that show the other night, and... Everybody looked at me like I was crazy. It was like, look, this, I understand why people object to Israeli policy and it's been objectionable for a really long time. But why is it okay to talk about it now? Why are people coming out of the woodwork? I mean, people who are Jewish or Israeli also coming out of the woodwork to talk about Israel openly, which was really not a thing when I was on the radio. And my argument is, I think that it is they are ultimately going to loop it back to Jeffrey Epstein and Pedos and Q and then Q is going to equate Israel and pedophilia and and turn it into their their anti-semitic arm of or their anti-semitic ideological leg and they're going to also have anti-islamic because it's hard to get both of those on the same side because in in the world before where the enemy of my enemy is my friend the war model has only two sides but it seems to me now you can somehow have three sides like 9-11 like the the sunnis did 9-11 but we allied with the sunnis to fight the shia in the form of al-nusra front like so all of a sudden there's like three sides of things and i feel like now you're gonna have uh, Q is going to, and then of course that's going to be a Christian thing, and it's going to demon, demonize Christianity. I just feel like this is a bit. I, I don't think we've heard the end of this yet. I think it's about to have like a flashpoint. I, I agree. I think it definitely is not gone. And the crazy thing about it is, independent thinkers, people who question, like you said, if you get you you know grow a potato, have a a can of of corn, you are a white nationalist trying to they, they're really trying to convince the world that independent thought and asking critical questions is a characteristic of people who are racist and hateful and you should stay away from that and just follow the collective and you mentioned symbols there's apparently a problem in germany right now speaking this worldwide theme of the confederate flag kind of spreading over there it's become more noticeable and it's become noticeable where symbols of racial extremism, such as Nazi swastikas, are banned. So instead of wow. that, they're raising the Confederate flag and they're associating it with Germans who protest the lockdown. 
Wow, that's crazy. So they're really making the Confederate flag the new swastika. Sounds like it. Fangul. So Ukraine, our allies in Ukraine, so Victoria Newland and her cronies did the coup in Ukraine. And her allies, one of them were these Nazis, like real Nazis, like National Front, if you translate it, this uh, Tani Brook. Who they literally have like the the salute and stuff. It's effed up, and they have armbands, and they're like a throwback from the from World War II. It's like they never went away, and I believe that might have been like the Gladio um, Stay Behind operation. I know there were some associations with that that Stay Behind thing in the Olaf Palm assassination in Sweden. Like there's there are real Nazis over there. But I wonder if they'll bring those guys into it because those are the allies of Victoria Newland and her gang. And they kind of like try to keep a low profile. But I, it would be really funny if I if I or I would be shocked. But we'll keep my eye out to see if a Confederate flag pops up in Ukraine, because we do we do have we meaning that crowd. Our State Department has a good relationship with them if they wanted to plant to equate those kind of symbols with that kind of ideology I would expect to see that their boys in Ukraine bubble it up. That would be very interesting to see. And I find it interesting as well that this guy at the Supreme Court who got arrested allowed to have his stuff on Facebook, which apparently should not still be there because it's part of a hateful algorithm. I'm always really baffled by what gets to stay up and what gets to come down. So, and I sometimes I do find stuff that like takes the Israeli stuff too far. And I'm like, you know, I've been taken down for less. Like, I I don't even think this is true. I found stuff that I haven't even found to be true. That's totally offensive. That stays up when my stuff gets taken down. And so I don't understand how Facebook works. I think everything is kind of a face job with Facebook. And especially since it appears that it was an offshoot of U.S. intelligence. They had LifeLog, which shut down when Facebook shut opened up that very day. They really were trying to get people to just surveil themselves or just reveal everything about themselves in an environment they thought was safe. So I similarly think this chick who's a whistleblower, there's... I, I looked into her background. Uh, her name is Hagen, Frances Hagen. I looked into her background, and it does look like she has engineering background. She does have an MBA. She worked at Google. She seems to have worked on algorithms. And I couldn't find anything more of a smoking gun thread for her than that when she went to Facebook. She wanted to use the she wanted to be involved in the election integrity stuff. And so she's involved in their integrity movement. But now, and I'm sure she's all tied up in confidentiality, but she went to somebody who protects whistleblowers. She decided to become a whistleblower. And she brought all this stuff to Congress that she doesn't like how Facebook makes its decisions, puts profit before people. And they really focus on one element, which I'll tell you about in a sec. You know that profit before people is a theme that the Black Lives Matter protests were using and that the media would use when people would say, well, what about the buildings that are on fire? What about all the destruction of the local businesses? And the response was, well, you're putting profit before people. We're putting people before profit. It was a very communist, Marxist-like statement. Yes, I definitely saw themes of that here, which I will tell you about. Then um, the other thing that I think is weird, and then I just have a a few items and that's one of them. The other thing that I think is really weird about this, and she did it, and the the women, the, the outspoken women victims, I'm not sure they were the ones he was convicted for, but the people who were 
testifying before Congress as being victims of Nasser. They did the same thing this chick is doing. They're there because they have information. Something happened to them or they knew something or they brought the information. Yet their testimony is really advocacy. It's like this expert in policy and they and they blow all this stuff out. It's clearly orchestrated and seems inappropriate. I mean, she's not a policymaker. She's not a policy expert. But it definitely, the fact that they're women is part of the operation. It's the believe the woman. Like, you really can't criticize the woman lest, but if it was a white guy saying this, you would just tune it out because it wouldn't have that same kind of victimy or good acts person. So, but there's a couple of things that I see. The number one thing that I see coming out of this is this, they're hitting on research. It just keeps going. Every quote I pulled out of this Wall Street Journal ar- argument, it's opens basically with Hagen saying, as long as Facebook is operating in the shadows, hiding its research from public scrutiny, it is unaccountable. So that just goes, there's so many little, little quotes. Zucker- Zuckerberg said, if any research had identified an exact solution to these complex challenges, the tech industry, governments, and society would have solved them a long time ago. So he also is emphasizing, this was a while back, he said that, that research would have all the answers. That Facebook has tried to get research from other academics and they've been denied. They've denied giving research to academics, they say, to protect user privacy. But the lawmakers, so so here were two other quotes. I mean, this theme just kept arising. They in lawmakers' renewed calls for regulation, they said one idea that got a particular boost was requiring more visibility into social media data as well as the algorithms that shape its users' experience. Haugen also said, that was, a, that was what the lawmakers were saying. Haugen said, the severity of this crisis demands that we break out of previous regulatory frames. I mean, she really talks like this was scripted for her. <laughs> a good starting point would be full access to data for research not directed by Facebook. So... So every single angle, Facebook, Haugen, the lawmakers, they're all saying that that transparency in research is what they're after. And I'm thinking there are two things behind that. One is maybe Facebook wants to make sure that nobody can use their insider knowledge, their algorithms, their research, even their data to actually hit them head on competitively. I think nobody in government wants anybody to hit Facebook on competitively because Facebook is totally controlled. And as you solicit or promote a regulatory regime you're big enough to tolerate your your upstarts could never penetrate that so on the one hand they want just overall regulation and that for sure is going to keep competition at bay and the other thing is that they take this this these tools that you could use to actually compete with facebook and they neutralize them by not allowing them to be proprietary to you but zuckerberg also said or Facebook said in a statement, we agree on one thing. It's time to create standard rules for the internet. Instead of expecting the industry to make societal decisions that belong to legislators, it's time for Congress to act. So legislators should not be making societal rules. I totally agree. That goes to what you're saying about this Marxist uh, idea. And I object to it because we have foundational documents that very clearly lay out the responsibilities and the limitations of our legislators. And this is not a part of it. This is a different country they're talking about. It's not this country. They want to act like it's uh, up for grabs or it's whatever the general um, uh, 
zeitgeist promotes, but that's not true. Right. They want to manifest that. They that I think that's part of the purpose of this operation is to get people to believe that and to promote it themselves so it's like it came from us naturally and another thing that i noticed on that is that they want to regulate the hateful algorithm they were focusing a lot on the algorithm and if you regulate an algorithm and you give control of what that algorithm detects as hate speech then you could really just have AI. I don't know enough about algorithms and, and AI in general, but from the way they talk about it, it seems like they just want to have AI trolling the internet nonstop that just identifies people based on certain words and certain profiles that they deem to be Trumpian, white nationalist. Yes, and I think that Facebook could have policed themselves in that. They could do it. They absolutely could do it. But they don't want to do it because if they just do it themselves, it gives their competitor an advantage. But if they require it to be everywhere, then it gives them an advantage over their competitors because it would it would cost their competitors relative to the overall operation much more for a startup. And Facebook knows that they're the dominant player. They can put the money into it. And especially if it keeps the other guy out. So I did want to say just about what what is the natural way of regulating greed and oppression and exploitation? Competition. Greed drives productivity, but competition checks greed. So as as Facebook gets so huge, exposes vulnerabilities, which I'll tell you about in a second, annoys people, censors people overly much, surveils them too much. You don't need rules about data privacy or anything like that. All you need is a totally free environment, economic environment, and other actors will enter the space until profit is driven. It's called the race to zero. They, the profit is driven down to economic zero. They don't have tons of extra money laying around. The Consumer gets variety and low cost, but what they want is the opposite. They want to limit competition, raise prices, reduce their delivering what the people want. The free market is the answer. And if it's not the answer, do it at the state level and have the state do it. China is a state. China regulates the crap out of this stuff. Make make California your China. Just give me a year to get it. <laughs> it sounds like they kind of are trying to make California our China with some of the stuff they're doing over there. Yeah, absolutely. That's for sure. I can't I couldn't uh, agree more. Now, it's possible that this really it is possible that this is an attack on Facebook because the journal is leading the charge and the journal does go after people that screw Rupert Murdoch over personally, I think. And since Google capitulated to the Wall Street Journal's demands of being paid for their stories and Facebook didn't, maybe this is like a Theranos, like a Malaysia or whatever. I'm not 100% sure, but there is definitely something going on here. And in the end, it will not be resolved to a point where you have more freedom and whatever. So another thing that I can't say for sure is that there was that outage on Monday, which absolutely seemed so fishy to me. And as they explain it, it seems even fishier. So on Monday at 1140 a.m., somebody did something. The journal says that it made some test, which I said yesterday was like, there's no way. Tests are done at like midnight on Friday. Maybe I'm wrong, but... Anyway, I somebody I know somebody who knows somebody over there. So I'll tell you what that person said. But first, I'll tell you what the Wall Street Journal is. It says 
seeking to get a read on Facebook's capacity, engineers issued a networking command that inadvertently pulled all of Facebook's data centers off the network, which led to a cascade of failures that pulled all of Facebook's properties off the Internet. It's just so hard to believe. It says the DNS changes disabled Internet tools that would have allowed Facebook's engineers to restore service remotely, forcing the staff to drive to data centers and restart systems there. That's what I thought was kind of crazy, that their backup system or the thing that would have prevented this was was not available. And the article goes on to say Facebook hasn't answered why that out-of-band network failed to work on Monday. It's designed to separate from the rest of Facebook and was supposed to provide engineers a way to fix the system remotely within minutes. The VP of infrastructure said that the network was down but did not explain why. And then it's it says that it just that's what that the DNS going down directed internet traffic. Uh it's what broke browsers and mobile phones used to find Facebook's services. And without that connection, it was impossible for the rest of the internet to find their servers. Okay. I asked a friend who asked a friend who has a friend at Facebook. Okay. So (laughs) who knows for what it is worth. Uh, My friend said it was real. He talked to people at Facebook. They swapped the IP addresses of their data centers during a release on Monday and had to literally put people in cars to go to the facilities to fix it. So I, I believe that I believe that it happened. I just, I just don't believe that, that the, the fail safe was offline at the same time, this, accident happened i just i feel like two two people must have done something i mean for it to happen at the same time it would it would it would have to be coordinated so that would be a plot maybe maybe it was just a big coincidence it's it's cyber week or what is it i'm just happy that it happened when it did because it's cyber awareness week for the (laughs) fbi so it's just good for them you know coincidence but a great coincidence yes Before we get to our final story of the Free 30, which is going to be about a new documentary starring an American icon named Anthony Fauci, I want to tell you a little bit about what we're going to talk about in the DNBXR, which is new research uncovers what exactly? I'll tell you in the DNBXR and also one of the more intriguing vaccine incentives that I've come across I want to know if you would actually get the vaccine given this incentive. We'll find out in the DNBXR. But before we get to that, I want to give a thank you to our sponsor of today's show, which is Liberty Gear. LibertyGear.net is an online store filled with masks, shirts, and even some cool posters. They have protest gear such as the Obey mask or the PSYOP mask. They have Flatten the Lies mask. It's one of my favorite. And a lot of other funny and weird stuff that will just put a smile on your face. So even if you wouldn't wear a mask, a lot of places are still trying to enforce that. Some are telling you to double mask even. You might as well get something that's going to kind of be a, a protest action in wearing your mask. And also signal to other people in your community who that you have a like mind. And if you, even if you don't want to buy anything right now, go to libertygear.net and just check out the website because you'll get a good laugh reading through some of the cool shirts, some of the cool posters, and some of the cool masks. And it's a crazy world right now, so you need something to put a smile on your face. And if you're looking to, to help create... Keep in mind, they love taking in new ideas over at Liberty Gear. They create custom gear, so just email them through the website. Support us by supporting our fellow Liberty-loving sponsors at libertygear.net, and you get 10% off of all merchandise with the promo code PROPAGANDA in all lowercase. That's at libertygear.net. Check it out. Also, 
we are doing our first live stream experiment on rockfin.com tomorrow. So if you want to see that, it's going to be a video live stream where we will do the full 45-minute DNB and DNB XR. You will still get the free audio on your podcasting platform. But if you want to see the video, if you want to see the full 45 minutes, then rockfin.com slash propaganda report. Subscribe. We will be doing our first one tomorrow. And now on to the final story of the free 30. So Dr. Fauci's got his documentary coming out and it's coming out on where else Disney Plus, because where else would you put a Dr. Fauci documentary (laughs) than on Disney? (laughs) And the screenshot is just him kind of profile looking very serious and very just epic. And the music that underlies the trailer is just very triumphant music. And when it's a hero's journey, it seems to be presented. It seems like they're definitely calling it a documentary. It seems like a work of fiction to me. And he talks in a trailer about his work during the AIDS epidemic and what he accomplished there and how when we came to the coronavirus pandemic that he was just getting up every morning trying to figure out how to get through this and get America back safe as quickly as possible. And he was just getting attacked by everyone. So many people attacked him. And he has his daughter and I think his wife even makes an appearance in the trailer. But here is the announcement according to Disney. This is how they describe it. They say Fauci, that's the name of it, Fauci, delivers a rare glimpse into the long-standing professional career and personal life of the ultimate public servant, who after a lifetime of service faced the biggest test, a pandemic whose ferocity is unmatched in modern history. With his signature blend of scientific acumen, candor, and integrity, Dr. Fauci became a cultural icon during the COVID-19 pandemic, but that has come at a cost as he has also faced attacks from adversaries in a nation increasingly divided by politics, by political party lines, with science increasingly caught in the crosshairs. So there's your, there's your Fauci documentary. It is coming out tomorrow. I feel like for it to really be something on Disney, it has to start with a mom dying. So I That's, wouldn't be surprised, right? Isn't that how Disney does? A lot like of times, Nemo yeah. And Bambi, and there's always the mom. Mom's That's not interesting. There. I, it so might. Maybe I wonder how it will start. It'll probably an be him. Unvaccinated mom yeah. dies of COVID. I think it'll start, if I had to guess, with him being under attack by a bunch of people and then. It cutting to like a personal moment behind the scenes of him just dealing with it and discussing with somebody about how he's just trying to save lives. That's my prediction. Sounds fair. Yeah. I have a I have a quick wrap. Now we're going a little bit over, but let me give you my shout out. Luke. Luke wants to shout out his friend Timmy of Honest and True out of Ripon, Wisconsin. She, I hope it's Rippin and not Rippon or Ripon. Rippin, Wisconsin. I should look that up. She sells tea and homemade kombucha. I met her last winter through a bear meetup, which is a community of Owen Benjamin's followers. Owen is a former actor comedian who now does hilarious live streams about homesteading and breaking the spells of Babylonian modernity. Timmy and her family have been encouraging me to get out of my job in the medical field and to lean more on my homesteading abilities. Prop Report fans ought to check out Honest and True Tea to support a fellow small business owner as well as 
Owen Benjamin on unauthorized.tv for some comedic relief in this mad world. Lastly, what is the movie or book that Monica always refers to when she talks about the tunnel people? I'd like to watch it, but I can't find it. Thanks, Monica and Brad, for brightening my nightly commute. God bless. So, do you know? Demolition Man. And? What's the other one? The Matrix and Total Recall. Total Recall. Every one of those, and I had drops from all of them on my radio show. Demolition Man, they really live in the tunnels. Like they actually have periscopes that come up. They eat rat burgers. burgers. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I've got several chefs in our listening audience who are capable of and willing to make rat bone aspic if necessary. So. The tunnels are not going to be as bad as they sound. The Matrix, they're they're tunnels, but I I think they must be like full of water or something because they drive the little boat. the The little spaceships are underground somehow, so I don't know if it's water or air, and they hover. I don't know, but they're tunnels. And then Total Recall, I think they're tunnels. They have big fans like the like tunnels do, but it's Mars, so maybe everything's a tunnel because. The whole point is that it has no atmosphere. So it seems to me that every, all of my favorite movies are all sci-fi dystopian movies, and they all seem to be where the heroes live in tunnels. But I want to change that. I think that's predictive programming. I think that's brainwashing. I want to, I want to call it the Outlands, but the tunnels sound so much better. I want people yeah. to think about living in the Outlands. Yeah, making people think that they have to be regulated to the tunnels with that kind of predictive Relegated, programming. Yeah, no, Relegated, you want them to me. think that they that. What you want is a neutral zone that you're that the city people are afraid to cross. And then on the other side, instead of like mutant weirdos, it's natural people who are having babies the old fashioned way and stuff. Yeah. And the new Matrix is coming out also. Oy vey. That third one was just unwatchable. Un- yeah, I know. It was weird. Oh, I'm wondering what the angle is going to be on this watchable. new one. I'm kind of curious, but I'll have to wait. You can find your Drive Time News Blast every weekday afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform with the Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want access to that extra content that I was telling you about, go to rockfin.com slash propaganda report and sign up there. You can also go to patreon.com slash propaganda report and check us out there. We will talk to you all next time or in the DMB XR. Have a fantastic rest of your day.